a product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. On the other side of the portal, you find yourself in, I guess, the Greek version of bleachers. So, like, kind of like the Colosseum, there are these, like, many, many tiers going down into an arena. And you are in those tiers, surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of shades on all sides. And and some humanoid people, so some people are also not shades, but most of them are shades. And everybody's cheering, and there is a booming voice from the center of the arena. For those of you just joining us, the UFC is underway. The Underworld Fighting Championships. Whoa. Oh my god. <gasps> How was I right in both ways? <laughs> <laughs> right now in the arena, we have the Olympiad of Nausicaa, Synth, Icarus, and Daphne versus Theseus. And you see Theseus in the middle of the arena, and he's saying, Have at me, blackguard! And he is charging with a lance towards synth and synth just holds up a hand and an invisible barrier just shatters the javelin as theseus crashes into and then from behind you see daphne hold up her hands and she begins to levitate as all these roots come out of the ground underneath daphne and wrap around her and then she uses these giant like tree limbs that are extending from her to smash theseus into the ground And as she does this, there is this giant fountain of blood that emerges from it that swallows him up and drags him into the ground. And then you hear one of those bells that you hear like in a wrestling match that goes like, ding, ding. And the winners are the Olympians. And everybody roars in thunderous applause. And then you see these rose petals of pink and white and red just falling from the sky, like littering the entire arena as everybody cheers. Rolf pulls out two little cups and punctures an emergency pouch of chocolate milk and pours them. They're like little wine goblets almost, but wooden. And he sits in the Jarl's pose to watch and offers one to Annie. Annie takes it hesitantly. She's not happy about it. Hey, if we just get to watch for this room, I'm all down for that. So the crowd is dying down a little bit, and then you see Icarus also down there, and he runs a cool hand through his hair and wipes a bead of sweat from his brow. And as he does this, he notices you up in the stand, and he waves at you. I I wink at him. (laughs) He waves for you guys to come on down. All right. 
I don't think we have a choice. Rolf chugs his milk, puts the cup in his pack, and begins walking down. Meanwhile, the Olympiad kind of moves away from the center of the arena, and they're moving into, like, you know those, like, tunnels, like, next to an arena that, like, yeah. they come out of? Like, yeah. They, they yeah. move towards that, like, tunnel thing. I know a lot about sports. So, so they're all waiting for you there. Yeah, Rolf walks down and says, hey. Hi there. Synth is going to nod over to Alexander and say, ha, cool sword. Alexander will flourish so that the petals like fall as he's like <laughs> at this Nashika smiles she says it's a work of art wouldn't you say yes yeah they remind him of a pair of thighs would you care to elaborate no I would not pleasure running into you first time in Elysium any tips as to what to expect Icarus beams and he says oh so it's your first time in Elysium oh it's gorgeous I wish I could stay up here forever why can't you well uh you kind of got to earn your right to stay. So there's this thing going on, the UFC, and, um, well... Mm. What's the wall? I know you've been bumping up against something. What is it? <sighs> oh, gosh. I mean, if you really want to know, it's the boss. Who is? They all look at each other. It's like asking, like, who's president right now? And then Daphne goes, fine, I'll say it. Heracles. <laughs> ah, yeah. oh, of course. Yeah, that's the face I made, too. Daphne smiles as she sees Alexander face palm. I don't want to brain a relative to death, but if I have to... I don't know what the rules are like, but if they let the Olympiad fight, can we team up? Since I don't really know the rules of how all that works, I think we're all kind of already signed up as an Olympiad, but maybe the next time we come through together, we could try doing it as a team or something. The way it works is we go into each of these gates, and it puts us where we're supposed to go next, and there are already people watching. Oh, I see. If you guys want to earn the right to compete, you're going to have to first go up into, I guess what they call it is like an exhibition match. We call it more of a mini-boss. I assume this is the only way out of Elysium, yes. I mean, we've been trying to get out for a while. If there was a better way, we would have told you. Yeah. So at this point, Synth leans back against a wall and crosses his arms over his chest. And he says, so why are you guys trying to get out? (laughs) I think we all have some unfinished business, to put it mildly. And you? They all look at each other, and Nausicaa will say, I suppose you could say we have unfinished business as well. So, have you guys noticed, like, anything else really strange happening in the underworld? Have you run into the shadows? Uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. So, sometimes, thankfully it didn't happen with Theseus, but sometimes when people die here, they come back as these shadow versions. It's, it's like having to kill somebody twice, and it's pretty unfun. The crowd loves it though i'm gonna look at the olympiad my olympiad as if to be like should we tell them they seem to know already have you had to uh fight yourselves yet sinful answer this is say yeah we have though none of us remember it when we turn so yeah neither do we seems like things are going pretty bad down here so we're in a bit of a hurry to get out yeah well we have a little information i don't know what good it would do you we haven't found a practical way to apply it but there are some grander issues going on. Like what? <sighs> are you familiar with the Titans? Uh, yeah, a little familiar. I have a feeling they're not quite happy with their current position. According to Nyx, they seem to play some part in whatever's going on. At this, you see Nausicaa raises a finger to her chin, and this is like her thinking face, and she says, 
I, I would imagine what we're seeing is a prototype of what could happen with the Titans. So when this blood coagulates, it's supposed to return back to the sticks, but instead it forms this shadow version of ourselves. What if the same thing is to happen to the Titans? Very possible. And I would imagine that would spell destruction for everyone here in Hades, no? If that is true, then is it really meet to try to break out of here at all? How do you mean? Would the underworld not benefit from having as many defense mechanisms in place as possible? The underworld already has defenses good enough to keep us in here, so I don't think we're going to make a huge difference. But you don't think the Titans would make a difference? I, I don't think we are going to be the deciding factor in stopping the Titans, however... You wouldn't say that you're wreaking a small amount of destruction everywhere you go? I know we are. Certainly, perhaps if we all teamed up that would be one thing, but the only way we manage to wreak as much destruction as we do is... I hate to say it, but through the aid of Olympus. I will admit, I'm not from around these parts. I don't know their history very well. I don't know how they get on with all of Hades. It seems they're very interested in helping us get out of here. But if you really want to help these people, I have a feeling Olympus would... Uh, if you could sway them, want a piece of this fight. Synth kind of grits his teeth for a moment and says, Consider us not big fans of Olympus. To be fair, I just want to get out of here. But if I could help the people who haven't wronged me along the way, that's fine, too. What are you going to do when you get out? Go for a walk. A really long walk. Oh, this is awkward. They kind of just stare at you for a little bit, and then they look at each other, and they kind of, it's almost as if they're like debating if they should say something, and then they kind of like decide against it based on that answer. Can't help you if you don't speak to me. I wasn't sure if you were directing that question at uh, us as a group, or Rolf specifically. Yes, tell us your aims. We know nothing about you. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Arete. I can't remember if I met you all before. I mean... Everything blends together down here, but at any rate, when I get out of here, I'm... <sighs> I thought I knew what I wanted, but I'm not so sure anymore. We all know exactly what we want. And what's that? They seem pretty hesitant to say anything, but if you want to try to persuade them in some way, you can try. Tell you what, I don't know how much help I am. I like to think I'm a relatively learned man, someone who appreciates a lot of different experiences. Clearly... The world is much larger than I once anticipated. I have a very specific aim when I get out of here. That won't take me very long. Well, that's quite different from taking a nice walk. <laughs> Not quite. But if I'm going to be granted extra life, I'm going to need to do something. If you tell me whatever your aims are, and I'm not fundamentally opposed to them in some manner, perhaps I can be of assistance. Make a persuasion check. Fifteen. And this, they all kind of, like, breathe in through their nose. They're just like, And then, at the very least, it says if Daphne and Nausicaa are, like, telepathically communicating. And Daphne says, it's not that we don't trust you. Well, I mean, we don't yet. But the thing that we want to do when we get out, it kind of borders on sacrilege. Well, hey, guess what? I used to worship an entirely different set of gods, so... After hearing that, Arete says... You guys happen to run into Pelops at all? At this synth, smiles, he says, Oh, fuck yeah, love him. Had a feeling. Cast down the gods and whatnot. Sounds like a fun plan. Make a persuasion check with advantage. And both of them were terrible, but the one with advantage is a nine? So Icarus frowns and he says, mm, I take it you're not a fan of his. More like he wasn't a fan of ours, but I fully wanted to get in on his shtick. In fact... 
wanted to help Hephaestus, we think is pretty badass. Furthermore, I understand he took it the wrong way, but we ran into his father. We were hoping to help him find some sort of closure. That guy has some baggage, let me tell you. Understandably, but... So Sin says, oh, fuck that guy. We ran into him, too, and there is no way we're helping him. Well, it's less about helping him, and it's more about offering Pelops the opportunity to at least know what's going on, you know? Nausicaa, still with her finger on her chin, says, do you know what Pelops intends to do? Yes, I take it you also have a grievance with the gods, as we do. I, I suppose you could say something of the sort. Since you are so well acquainted with Pelops, I believe he gives you no trouble. We also have problems with the gods, but, uh... Do you use boons? Boons? No, we find them a little pedestrian, much like infernal arms. They didn't take it in the opening room. They just left, remember? Well, we are on the same page, then. Are we, in fact, on the same page? Because I look at you now, and you are all brimming with nine different colors of power emanating from you at all moments. Yes, we are using the power of the gods to destroy them, I suppose. I am no warrior. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm usually a fragile man. Is all of your power drawn from yourself? Since says, isn't everybody's power drawn from themselves? What kind of question is that? Uh, I don't know. The, the boons confer a great deal of power. We're using them to escape. Listen, they're fancy, but you know, I've heard stories of Lord Zagreus, and I've heard every now and then he made some attempts to escape even without boons and managed to do it. It was hard, but he did it. Listen, I respect the grind, the hustle, whatever, but I'm kind of utilitarian, you know? The faster I get out of here, whatever, you leave the boons behind, and who cares, right? I understand, you know, the the moral code. Nausicaa holds up her hand as if to interrupt you. She says, I understand your plight. I understand that the underworld is hellish and extremely difficult to overcome without additional aid. I, I understand all of those things. Our concern is that if you were truly to come into conflict with the gods, do you think you would still have those boons? No, certainly not. So what is your plan then? Well, if there are enough of us, we'll be fine. If there are enough of us, how many do you think it takes to undo a god? <sighs> Lady, I'm trying to build some positive relationships here. Please don't patronize no, me. No, this is a serious question. I'm asking you because we are trying to get a number and find out. I don't know the power of these gods. I've never faced one. The only combat I've ever seen has been here in the afterlife. Alexander, I don't know if you have a better idea, but... Also, I, we don't really know what your aim is. I have an idea of what it could take. Well, Arise, spill those beans. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and please don't take it the wrong way, but, uh, we just imparted some information a little moment ago about some certain beings that might be trying to return, and they frequently want the gods to be cast down. I like what you're thinking. You wouldn't happen to be aligning yourselves with the Titans in some way to try to cast down the gods now, would you? And then this is the part where they're all like, shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nausicaa's brow furrows and she says, let me put it this way. We don't care enough. Surely, surely all the stories say the Titans are horrible and yes, they're very bad and the earth will churn with fire and brimstone and all these other things. Perhaps. I don't know. But what I do know is that, should they awaken, it will be an upending of the social order that we have now. 
And this order is just as oppressive and just as dangerous. It's just cleaner, more polite, but it isn't any less destructive. At least I don't believe it is. And if they happen to be a force powerful enough to undo the gods, then where's the harm in that? Maybe there are means to an end. Uh, sorry, I finished my chalky milk. I would just like to, uh, I just interrupt really quick. I agree with you. <sighs> but regardless of who you choose to follow or obey or we're still going to be at the bottom of that chain. So whether the gods are up there or down here or the titans or vice versa, we're going to be right where we are, right in the middle, right in the middle, baby. So Icarus is going to speak up and he's going to say, I don't care where I fall. Well, <laughs> that's a bad thing for me to say, but. <laughs> Forgive me. That was good. I grant inspiration to the DM. <laughs> The truth is, I'm only human, but I don't have any grand plan to take over the world and rule it as a god myself. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that would be absurd. I know. <laughs> Hang on, let me... So Icarus is going to go, yeah, that's totally crazy. <laughs> Insane. Why would you ever... I just want one god taken down. Just one. Just to show that it can happen. Which one? If you had to choose. He smiles and he runs a hand over the burn marks on his lips. Seems like someone flew too close to the sun. So Icarus nods and he says, He told me I'd be safe if I, if I flew to him. He said, come here, and he was so... I don't know if you've seen him, but... He was the most beautiful and terrible thing I've ever seen. And he kissed me. And when he did, there was this fire. This fire all over my skin, my hair, my body, my wings. They, they melted away. And, and as I fell, I just remember him laughing. It was just the sound of wind roaring over the cliffs, but it was laughter. Daphne chimes in. She says, you guys really think I was always a tree? I had to turn into a tree because that was the only way I would finally get him to ignore me he wouldn't leave me the hell alone and then at this synth runs a hand over the gash over his chest he made me play this game of discus with him which cut me in half I didn't even want to play but he said I had to because he loved me <laughs> hmm. but yeah I, that laugh that Icarus is talking about I, I know it I've heard it and then Nausicaa just closes her eyes and sheds a tear and she kind of just <sighs> takes a deep breath. She says, our individual reasons are our own, but our aims are the same. If it takes a titan to smite him, so be it. If we can raise an army and do it ourselves, fine. But I will use any tool available to me other than these boons and these infernal arms to undo the gods. I agree with you there, but I'm going to use everything that I can to do it. If you can look past our methodology, we could be great allies, at least up to a point. Do you think their boons are given to you freely? What's the cost? Eternal suffering. We're here, baby. What if they could influence you with them? Influence me how? What if they could take over your will? Oh, yeah. Perhaps they can take them 
get any chance. What if at the last moment they turn you against us? And then you, with all the favor of Olympus and all the powers of Olympus at your disposal, do away with us at the last moment. And then we hear that laughter over Olympus once more. I cannot say that what you say won't occur, but... But you understand our hesitation. I understand your hesitation. But who's to say they can't do that already? They're called gods for a reason, right? That's why, if we release the Titans, they won't have to worry about us. Precisely. If, if we're torn asunder after that, then whatever, you know? But if you're out and you're free, we help you in your aims. There is one additional complication. Yes. Well, I'm sure you've noticed the sticks is awfully different these days, and I predict that, um... If so much blood needs to congeal to create a titan, um, it is not likely we will be able to avail ourselves of the pool of sticks anymore. Do you catch my meaning? Yes. That is something we are all prepared to live with. Something you deserve to know. Listen, perhaps it would be more strategic to have this conversation behind closed doors and reconvene with you later, but... I cannot make decisions against my Olympiad's will. But all I will say is, gang, listen. I don't know what appeals to you to do with the rest of eternity, but I've been shown endless battle. And if we can put an end to that, that would just feel so much sweeter, don't you think? None of us choose to come into being. And then, even if you're lucky, even if you have a perfect life, you end up here. What makes life beautiful is the fact that it's limited. The uncertainty. Yes, I'm sure some people have it nice down here, but the vast majority of what I've seen has been violence. If we can put an end to that, live one life, even if it's in fear, even if you're scraping by for survival, at least it's real. No, at least you're free. Not just a little piece in an infinite system. What are you proposing, Rolf? We help this Olympiad. We free the Titans. But in return, we would be sacrificing our own existence. And then life is just life. There is no afterlife. No Elysium, no Tartarus, no Asphodel, no fighting. Just your life. A beautiful moment. That relief that was going to be one point in the infinite timeline of eternity gets to be everything. Nausicaa is so moved by this, she actually holds your hand, Rolf, and she looks to everybody else and she says, it wouldn't be an easy life and it wouldn't be an uncomplicated one, but it is yours. Precisely. I, I want you all to be honest because it's a big decision and we're taking a lot of fates in our hands. And if it is not what you want, I, I guess I, I won't do it, but to me it seems like the sympathetic option. So, to be precise... Would we be jumping into the sticks? No. We fight, we try to get out of here, we free the titans, whatever it takes, and then the sticks is gone. There is no sticks. Sense basically says, no more take backsies, no more redos or retakes, no more climbing out of the sticks saying, excuse me, sorry, just the one life you live. If we fuck it up, well, we died fighting the gods. That's something I can live with. And what a tale will be told of it. At this, Daphne laughs and she says, <laughs> they'll do everything to erase the stories of us. 
don't do this if you're going into it for nobility or legacy or anything of the sort. Well, uh, thank you for taking the wind out of uh, the moment I thought I was building, but uh, I'm still in anyway, baby. To be honest with you, I have to think some more on it. Alexander, what awaits you, even if you earn your place in Elysium? What is there for you here? For all of time. You'll never be a god. You'll never be in Olympus. You'll still just be in the least shittiest place in hell. At that moment, you hear a voice call out, Alexander? No! Oh, no. Alexander? Oh, no. Sound familiar or no? It does. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> okay, I'll turn to see the familiar voice. You see an old man hobbling towards you. He has a large hole, like as if something had like struck his heart and the wound never healed. And you recognize this man to be Cletus the Black. <gasps> Cletus! <laughs> <laughs> This is a real mythological yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. I'm sorry, he's just too good. <laughs> Even before this, I was just like, oh no. Oh no. I already know this is going to be like a whole fucking thing. Uh, so, so, this old man, Cletus the Black, comes up to you. Uh, roll a history check with advantage 18. So, you remember that Cletus the Black is actually uh, somebody who was a soldier of your father's. He was kind of like the old guard of the Macedon rule, but he kind of followed and advised you on your travels throughout the world and through Asia in particular. And six years before you actually died, he ended up saving your life in a very climactic battle. So, you felt very, very indebted to him. But then over the years, he actually became like one of your biggest critics. And what ended up happening is that he felt like you were kind of losing the ways of Macedon and you were kind of becoming this person who was obsessed with the Orient and the customs of the Orient and trying to make yourself a god because you were adopting all of these rituals like prostration and genuflection to, you know, living people. So he became one of your biggest critics in that way. And then actually uh, you had this very drunken quarrel with him that was very public and very historically recorded among a lot of people. But the way everyone remembers it is that you were just so angry with him that you drunkenly killed him with a javelin through his heart. So he says, Alexander, what are you doing here again? Again? I'll say, listen, I know we have our differences, but really Elysium hasn't been the same without you. Excuse me. Who has put me in the river? <gasps> what? Put you, put you in the river. I was begging you. I said, Alexander, stop. I begged you over and over as you waded deeper and deeper in until I couldn't see your head anymore. I do belong here. Rolf, forgive me, Cletus. It's all coming back to me. I, I thought this was my first time in Elysium. No. We spent many happy years in Elysium. I thought we had finally become friends again. I'm sorry, you old bastard. I... You sound like old Alexander, all right, but you seem, uh, different, um, weaker? Have you, have you lost your touch, old man? Ow. And he stabs him through the heart again. <laughs> <laughs> More than my touch, my entire memory, it seems. It's interesting to say you belong here, because you kept insisting that you don't the last time you walked in. No, not here in Elysium. I belong in the lower levels, it seems. You might have said something to that effect, actually, now that I remember it. 
I was very drunk at the time. Well, my good friend, uh, Alexander the Great is a is an overstatement. It's it's more Alexander the Wretched, Alexander the Terrible, Alexander the the Unkind. Listen, there's no need for the passive aggression. Did I call you all those things in a heat of passion? <laughs> yes. What about uh, Alexander the Eight Inches, huh? Alexander, you and I have both now been dead longer than we've ever lived. We cannot let our past lives dictate our eternities. Wait a second. How long have you guys been dead? Uh, how long have I been dead? <laughs> Goodness. Is my brother even still alive? <laughs> it, it sends Arete into a spiral of, like, thinking about time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're dead? That's it. That's what that is. Listen, you're obviously in the middle of something, and then he looks and he sees the eight of you standing, looking very powerful, radiating cool abilities and magic and equipment and shit. <laughs> he says, uh, oh, well, just uh, bring it in. It's good to see you, all right? And then uh, he, he does, like, the, the cheek-to-cheek thing. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And then he just, like, kind of pats you and just kind of backs away Wait, slowly old man. with a little what uh, yeah you have some nerve <laughs> respect him that is an old man <laughs> o- old sir why did alexander say he didn't belong here what led to it what, what, what were your lives like isn't it obvious he had some crisis of faith or identity. I don't know. I thought it was another one of our drunken quarrels. And then, I don't know, maybe he had, I had just seen him coming back from something. Maybe something had happened to him right before. Some kind of argument or something bad. Maybe he, maybe he'd had a fight with Hephaestion or something. Hephaestion is Hephaestion here. Hephaestion is here. Of course. Hephaestion is fighting in the UFC. Oh. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you all know Hephaestion? He's very handsome. I'm afraid I don't. Friend of yours, Alexander? Um. I mean, he's carrying that exact same thing, and he points to Marigold on your hip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad yours came back to you, Alexander. I remember you threw it into the river, and I said, oh, there's no way he's ever getting that thing back. Cletus, where is Hephaestion? Well, deep in Elysium, I suppose. Shouldn't be too hard to find him. If you're fighting in the UFC, I mean, he is really something. You know, oh, oh, this is a little awkward, but uh, I should. mm -hmm. You know, you should just see him. I think, uh, yeah, you should just see him and see how he's doing. Yes, right away, please. We all, we need to see a fat. Well, I need to see him. Okay, well, you go do that. Wait, Cletus, before you go. Yes? A gift. And uh, he's going to give him one. Of, I'm going to give one of my javelins to Cletus the Black. Oh, that's cold, Alex. And he takes the javelin. <laughs> it's a joke gift. He takes the javelin. He shoves it in the hole in his heart. And he goes, "Just shove it. Just stick it in. Why don't you?" And then he. But then he lets out a hearty laugh as he limps away. Oh, that son of a bitch! At this, Nasuka, with her fingers still on her chin, is going to tilt her head the other way and say, "Friend of yours." <laughs> Uh, more, almost a father figure, even. Oh, now. Oof. I have just gone through a roller coaster of emotions in the span of ten minutes. <clears throat> Awkward. Listen, um, we'll have to talk about this other stuff later. I have, there is someone I am, uh, dying. Dying, I have died to meet. Icarus will, like, cock an eyebrow and he'll be like, Ooh. <laughs> Tell me more about him. Maybe once Apollo is slain, I can tell you all about him. Well, I thought that's what we were planning now, but okay, you have at it. 
I just need to see this, man. It's been... Everybody in the other Olympiad kind of just lets out this, like, sigh as, as like, they're just, like, dealing with, like, a child almost. Like, like, <laughs> like they were trying to explain something very important to this Olympiad, and then they got very easily distracted by something else. So then finally they start walking away, and then Synth turns around and says, oh, by the way, take this. I guess we won't need it. And he throws the Daedalus hammer back at you, and the Daedalus hammer spins and hits the ground, and they walk away. All right, I'll grab it. So you can basically select any of the two Daedalus boons that you didn't select the first time. Oof, talking to people is hard, yo. <laughs> um, there was the critical and then the other one. Because we currently have Blast Nova. Single target damage is replicated on adjacent targets for Daedalus. We have that one. Oh, okay. So that's the special, right? So you still have attack and... Oh yeah, so you have the Daedalus Miscellaneous, which is the the crit range increases, your crit range doubles. Can I make one change? So I'm actually going to increase the crit range a little bit more and say instead of 19 to 20, it's 16 to 20. Ooh. I would like to save that one for later, however. The hammers are few and far between, but I, I still do kind of agree with you based on our current loadout. Maximizing your damage output will give us the best chance at survival. And that's the one that will choose the extra attack. Hell yeah. All right. You, you get it. <laughs> And uh, on my way to wherever I have to go to find Havastian. All right. You see a gate that shows a symbol of obels on it. Yeah. He dashes over and slaps his hand on it. Okay. It opens. You hear more audience cheering on the other side. Yes, this way. And he'll just dash in without waiting for the team. You do that. As Erecte starts to walk into the portal, he mutters kind of under his breath, Alex wants to talk about awkward. Talking about awkward is stealing the light from a child at a party. Jeez. <laughs> and he walks through the portal. <laughs> Annie, I know you didn't speak up. I just wanted to check in with you. You're the only one that didn't get to live a life. Have you any thoughts on what we were just discussing? Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, Rolf. Are you agreeable to it? I don't know. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as Icarus. At least what I took from it is he just was like along for the ride wasn't necessarily against it wasn't necessarily gonna actually like do anything about it look all i i'll be honest with you Rolf. knowing what i know about the titans knowing what i know about the gods this fight has happened before and i don't see myself surviving that so if i'm fighting to get out of hell to just go way back into hell like you said i didn't live a life so i don't even know what i'm missing right the big problem is there would be no hell to come back to. I don't see that as a problem. Neither do I. Think on it, but it seems... Seems like we might be in agreement, Annie. It's been a while since we have been, huh? I suppose so. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you sure? You're radiating an awful lot. It's just my power. See you on the other side. <laughs> and uh, Rolf goes through the portal. Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Benetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Daniel Manning. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by 
Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chatcast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.